Coming up on Bulldogs by the Numbers, Brent and I will jump into Georgia's victory over South Carolina. The stellar numbers JT Daniels put up will give you the reason that Kirby Smart put Stetson Bennett in the game. Is Georgia's defense as good as they're advertised? Is there one small hole in the defense? Which player will Brent Rollins compare to Roquan Smith? And something JT Daniels does that is Peyton Manning-esque. All coming up on Georgia Bulldogs by the Numbers. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Bulldogs by the numbers. This is the wrap-up for the South Carolina game. Georgia War, South Carolina out. I saw a great T-shirt as I'm joined by Brent Rollins of UGASports.com and Pro Football Focus as well. It was the state of Georgia, but the South Carolina state flag inside the state of Georgia, and it says, we run this state. (laughs) We run them all, it seems. Right, definitely South Carolina with the two two of your first three victories being the two preeminent programs in the state. You're exactly right. We could discuss some Clemson, too, at the end because, man, oh, man, they fall in the polls. Even though they beat Georgia Tech, it wasn't by much. It was pretty ugly. They seem a little broken right now. They do. DJU, DJ Uyunglele, he looks like a deer in headlights when he gets on the field to me. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to uh, Georgia. JT Daniels looked like everything that I've wanted a Georgia quarterback to look like for a very long time. Yes, he did. And he's right at upper 80s in terms of passing grade this week and a couple, three big time throws. And the biggest key that I think watching him is when he's in rhythm and the offense is in rhythm, i.e., hey, I take my drop, I hit the top of my drop, and the ball's out or shortly out right at that point or shortly thereafter, he's lethal. His adjusted completion percentage right now is at 85%. So when you factor in things like throwaways and the ball being batted or drops, you know, he when he has a clean pocket and is in rhythm, he's dangerous. And that's why I think a lot of Georgia fans really started scratching their head when they take JT Daniels out and put Stetson Bennett in. And, and it's funny because I don't have anything against Stetson Bennett. I think he deserves the opportunities that he gets because he always seems to make the best of the opportunities anytime they're in front of him. But in that moment, even if that was the plan, and we talked about this before we started recording, even if that was the plan to split those reps, when you see JT in a rhythm like he is, you almost have to say, you know what? We're going to have to table this plan. That's so hard as a coach. When you think about what's going on during the week, you got both guys that kind of dinged up. JT coming back from injury. You, you know, the, they talk about splitting the snaps and things like that in practice. And you go into a game and you say, hey, first two series, we're going to go this way. Third series, Stetson, you're going to come in, go get some run. And it's just hard for Stetson when you come in and you're, you throw the ball away. You, you, you turn the ball over. That's the worst thing you can do. When you're fighting for reps, turning the ball over is just mm-hmm. the instant. Like a running back that comes in and gets a couple carries and fumbles. Yeah. Like those are just the worst thing that you can do to evict sort of a, a trust 
uh, in you. And that once you once he did that, he now I will say it was interesting that he was the one who came back in the game later in the game. I saw that too. But, Made me think about it. And but still, yet hey, and I think because of the way he, you know, with the turnover, you got to put him back in the game. Sort of feel, show, hey, we're still confident in you. Things like that. The, Given the, the psychology of that. And the psychology of that position is so yeah. different than any other. No, I, much like a pitcher in baseball, with it just the, the psychology of playing that position is different than any other on the field. Are you surprised, though, in the fourth quarter altogether, you didn't see any Carson back? You didn't see anybody else? You're not surprised at all? No. Okay. No, I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, I, I just figured you had the game in hand. You saw guys who aren't starters in, on, on the defense. You saw a lot of guys who aren't starters. So the fact that you didn't see them, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the opportunity there. I don't care what the end result score is, if they score, whatever. I just like to get those young guys reps in real games. You're in a, you're in a run now of eight straight conference games. It's, it's play your guys. Now, this week's maybe a little different, but yeah, sure. still play your guys. No, you're right. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit to the defense. So I, I guess the question could be asked, is the defense as good as they look, as good as Shane Beamer said they were after the game? In the front six, you know, with the defensive line and the four, you know, whoever, whoever's playing the, the four defensive line spots, the two linebackers, yes. Yeah. 100%. The talent is there. Guys are playing on a whole nother level. Jalen Carter's taking a leap. Nolan Smith just had his highest graded game in his career. Wow. Uh, this past weekend uh, with a 90 grade. That's the first time first he's ever been at that that high from a grading perspective. You know, Jordan Davis is what Jordan Davis oh is. Devontae Wyatt coming back. Trayvon Walker, Adam Anderson doing what they do. To me, like if you look at that front six and you add Quay Walker there and Nicobe Dean, you all of those guys are top three round draft picks. All of them. They have a hole in that secondary, and if they're playing someone other than South Carolina, we could be in for a longer evening than we might expect. Yeah, and it's it, and a lot of it was in the, just one-on-one, man-to-man coverage. And guess what? They're going to keep playing it. It's what they do defensively. It's what allows them to do some of the blitzing that they what they do. And they're going to put those guys out there and put them on a mile, and they got to go make plays. But they and didn't. De'Aaron Kendrick. Yeah, and they didn't. And De'Aaron Kendrick the one time, he's in perfect position. The guy just out-jumps him and out physically him for the ball. Amir Speed on the one, he got, you know, they were trying to get lined up and some substitutions and gets beat deep. And then for the touchdown, gets beat deep. I, I think it's just going to be one of those things where those things are going to happen and teams are going to take those shots because of the strength of the front six. And you just got to hope that from a percentage standpoint, you you know, hey, it's it's that it is truly a 50-50 deal and that the, hurt, the ones that they get don't hurt you from a point standpoint, don't which, lead to touchdowns. Right, which is the way it turned out against South Carolina. But I think a team better than South Carolina will be able to exploit that. I don't think you get some of those back that won't hurt you in the way they did. I mean, because South Carolina, they rotated between two quarterbacks. The starter, Zeb Nolan, which is a great story, and his dad's a coach out. You probably know him. And then, you know, you bring Doty in after that, and both of them were able to light up Georgia's secondary. And I kept thinking to myself, if this is a team of substance, if this were anybody but South Carolina, we might be in trouble there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's always going to be the case. When you when you face quarterbacks who can put the ball in certain spots, it, it's just tough. And, and we've seen that over the years. We've talked about it immensely over the, over the past year, how much offense means to the, in the game. And you're going to, now, obviously not necessarily this week against Vanderbilt, but when Arkansas comes to town mm-hmm. and you see Trey Burks and his 6'3", 220-pound frame going down the field and they're just throwing it up to him and you, he's got to go get it, it's going to be interesting to see because one of the things I think that, is always interesting with Georgia and their defense is, is they rarely sort of shadow 
Like they don't say, Hey, Keely Ringo or, or DK, Darion Kendrick, you have this guy and this guy, the entire game. It's, Hey, you're the right corner and you're the left corner. And what's interesting about that is you have Ringo who is the size speed sort of freak. And when you face some of these guys like Trey Burks, that's a six, three, 200 pound receiver, 200 pound plus receiver. Do you do a little more shadowing? Maybe that's going to be interesting. Or do you play more zone? Like they kind of did against Clemson. So you know, how they play it, I, I think each game. And, and I also think when coaches know that the eventual out, what the eventual outcome is going to be, they're going to get as many reps as they can to teach. And it's like, Hey, we know South Carolina is not going to beat us consistently. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go play man and we're going to go get as many reps on, in a man to man, you know, and see it just mm-hmm. what we look like and see, can we do it? Can we, how can we hold up? And, you know, like you said, it was one of those where they struggled, very much struggled. Yeah. You know, when I was watching the Florida-Alabama game, Florida was able to run the ball. Didn't I don't think they were able to throw it as nearly as well. So you're not worried about it there. Bo Nix, I don't know that Bo Nix makes me super nervous when it comes to uh, Georgia versus Auburn. And those are the two games that I've got highlighted on the schedule, right? The ones that you got to get. Those, mm-hmm. are the, those are the speed bump games, if you will, to get to Alabama. And look, Alabama, at least on Saturday, didn't look like the way Alabama normally looks. Uh, I mean, they also gave up, remember last year against Ole Miss, True. they gave up a gazillion yards and points. You know, it, and they were still Alabama. And that's and that was Bryce Young's first true road game. Yeah. Ninety thousand or however many yeah, how many to go to the game of Florida. So, you know, that that's that was a survive and advance type game once it got to where it was. Now there are gonna be certain I think the biggest thing was I want to watch and see what Florida did and we go back and watch what Florida did defensively against Alabama in the second half to slow them down like they did because it was you know it was a 21 to three at the end of the first quarter. And, you know, it's like, Oh, we're going to be a blowout. And mm-hmm. from that point right. on, it was, it was slow for Alabama. But it, it gave me as a Georgia fan confidence that Georgia is in a incredible position to do something very special this year. Do they get it done? That's, that's a different story altogether, but they absolutely have everything in place to get it done. And I will even take it to uh, a guy like James Cook, who is incredibly patient when he needs to be and does some pretty spectacular things. And that was really the big difference in the running game this past weekend was the patience of the backs and specifically Cook and, and Zamir White. Yeah. When you look at Zamir White right now, career high in yards after through three. Now, they, again, it's just through three games. And they I think he maybe has 28 carries or something like that. But career high in yards after contact per attempt, career high in terms of missed tackles force rate. Like he's every three carries or so, he's forcing a missed tackle. Those are things that translate and that usually are relatively consistent uh when you're able to once you're able to do them as a back and the patience you saw from cook on the first touchdown run yeah of the game yeah that's especially when you compare it to the previous week mm-hmm. where there wasn't a lot of patience and there mm-hmm. wasn't letting blocking develop which by the way you might not know this james cook's 23 yard touchdown run that would be the longest run of the season now that you say it it does make sense but no if you would have quizzed me on that I would have I would have lost that bet for sure. Uh, another guy that continues to stand out is the freshman from Napa, Brock Bowers. Man, that kid is so legitimate, and he gives Georgia a dynamic that I don't know that I've seen maybe ever. Yeah, he very much so. And you look at from a and what's interesting when you look at Georgia over the three games now. Now, granted, they've 
played some different guys and thrown the ball around to some younger guys at the end of the games. But Bowers has 17 targets. That's almost double anyone else on the team. Maybe that's because Georgia's in a position where their wide receiver core is pretty depleted. And then on, you know, the other tight end with Washington being out too. And look, hopefully Blaylock and Pickens and, and Washington all get back. And when they do, man, holy smokes, this offense could really be something spectacular and, and what every Georgia fan has waited for for a long time but I think in this instance you got a guy like Bowers that can do everything and he has all the intangibles and he's getting it right almost every time and there's no really nobody else to go to that that can compete like that no he's your he's your biggest mismatch that you have on the field and, and what was interesting is that you saw in the game like the screen pass to him little little screen off of the faking it to the outside with the back using him in that type of element that's now saying, hey, our offensive coordinator is highly confident in this guy, in which he, he's their best offensive player right now, uh, unless JT's doing what JT did uh, on a consistent basis. But from a playmaker standpoint, he's that on the outside. And, you know, other than the one drop, the first drop that he had, yeah. you know, it's kind of right through his hands. Yeah. He has been as advertised. He has 203 yards receiving a couple touchdowns from a week ago. The ne- What's interesting, though, so the next highest targeted player is – is Mitchell the, mm-hmm. the true the other true freshman? Mm-hmm. So your your two highest targeted players right now are true freshmen. How do you see that changing once everybody gets back? Is it just going to be more evenly distributed, or do you think some of the freshman numbers drop off? And I don't think Brock Bowers drops off whatsoever, but no. but Mitchell potentially you could see a, a drop. Well, there's two there's two that are going to come back sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. and that's Kierce Jackson, who's already been playing mm-hmm. and just starting to get into shape and really get re- receiver snaps, and then Darnell Washington. Those are the two, like Pickens, like Blaylock. I wouldn't. Yeah. If, if whatever you get from Blaylock is going to be a plus. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Pickens, if if Pickens plays, you know, late November or you know, SEC championship type scenario, it's a plus. Like it's not something you should count on. But Kyrus Jackson and Darnell Washington, and what's going to be most interesting to me is how they start using their personnel once those guys come back. Because you saw a lot in this game, you saw about ten percent of the plays had two backs on the field. So because you haven't don't have that receiver receiver depth, you know, Kyrus is not playing as much. Aaron Smith didn't play in the game at all. You know, and you so and the rest of your guys are freshmen and/or redshirt freshmen. You saw a lot more two backs, a lot of still a lot of two tight ends with Fitzpatrick and Bowers. Now, if you have bring Washington in that as well, or how how much you know, two tight ends you're going to see? Are you going to see some three tight end looks? Are you going to keep seeing more two tight two backs? How they distribute their personnel, and then also not making sure that it doesn't give away tendencies. That's going to be the challenge for for Todd Monken once once those guys are fully healthy and ready to go. Yeah, no, I, I think he's done a pretty spectacular job and and look he's everything he's been advertised to be because now he's had time in the system actually have a spring practice actually get guys on the same page with his offensive philosophy and it looks like Kirby is hands off which we've never seen before and what was interesting about the game and for for me I I don't really look too much at George's offense schematically from a passing standpoint because he runs NFL concepts and everything that he does is a very sort of NFL it's an NFL passing game I watch their running game very intently because there's been a lot of elements over the past year and a half where it's like you need to bring some high school slash college elements to your running game to help it out and I won't I have no inside information on this whatsoever but it almost seemed like this week this past week against South Carolina they looked at it and said, all right, hey, we need to do a look, some things differently within our running game to add more eye candy and help our line and do some things from a motion standpoint, like the quick tosses mm-hmm. and just the variety, the diversity of the running game this past week 
was I need to go back and watch it a little bit more further again to see, you know, to sort of confirm my initial thoughts. But I think you're, you started to see some. Yes. The next evolution. True, yeah. There's some true college high school type elements in the running game where it's like, if you do that, plus you adding in the NFL concepts that you do from a passing standpoint, which by the way, the two, t- the two big touchdowns, the one to Burton mm-hmm. and the one to Mitchell, it's basically the same play, the exact same play. You had Bowers on a wheel route, mm-hmm. you had a go route, and then you had another receiver going across the middle, except with the Burton touchdown, you fake the toss and then go over the top on the Mitchell touchdown. It's a play action. You keep a tight end in the block. Just a little bit of window dressing. Yeah. But still the same concept. But stuff we've never seen at Georgia before. Correct. Or at least that, that I remember. Uh-huh. And I've been a fan my whole life. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a while. And another thing I would say about JT Daniels, when you put that window dressing in, man, is he great at selling it. He's a quarterback that genuinely understands how important it is to really sell what you're doing. Don't just go through the motions like most quarterbacks do. He is up there doing a an Oscar presentation. You have to do that. It's, but it's not everybody does. Not very true. But the best do. Yeah. Like you, you listen to Peyton Manning talk about yeah. how much he cared, he cared about fake, faking and wanted to make sure that runs look like passes, all the things with that. That has to be the case. But, you know, Daniel's played well, and he's continually playing well when he's not pressured, when he's in rhythm. When he's out outside the pocket a little bit or, or there's a, a shifting of his has to occur of his body. I showed it last week on Twitter and, and really want to, and there's some of it this week as well, where his lower half with his you know legs and how he gets his feet set and things like that, his upper half, the, the mind and the, the upper body to throw is working but the lower half is not necessarily meshing a lot of times when he's on his second, third, fourth read type deal. Yeah. And those are things that just you continually, continually work on as a quarterback week in, week out, and that you hope you improve over the season. What have I left out? What is something that you're going to like, dude, I can't believe you didn't talk about this. The only thing I think from a, hey, we have to mention this, is N'Kobe Dean right now is very Roquan-esque as a pass rusher. He still isn't you know, from a side to side. He still plays well side to side, plays great in space and the grades overall, his overall grades are not approaching Roquan levels, but as a pass rusher right now, he's he actually leads the team in pass rush grade. He only has like, I think 22 pass rush snaps as a blitzer, but six pressures, a couple sacks. And every time he's coming, like he made one little quick move on the guard and the guard was like, okay, see ya. <laughs> and, and he's right in Doty's, right in Doty's face, putting him on the ground as, as he throws the ball that his sort of evolving and getting better as a pass rusher that just adds an element to an already freakish front six for them uh, that makes it for it, it's the pressure that they can apply is next level. Now I will say what, if you, you sort of moving forward this week, Vanderbilt, yeah, whatever. name your, n- name your number. And then we'll put it up, put, put it, put, put, put the number up, but Arkansas and then Florida, those two teams specifically, those are the teams where I want to see the defensive front against those offenses because of the quarterback being a running threat element. That changes the dynamics of all the all that you have to do with in defensively. They are so great from a team defense and how they played their gaps and sound element part of that. But when you start adding the quarterback as a run or as a you know run pass option type deal, that might be interesting to see. And I think that's one where hopefully, you know, the pressure continues, but we'll see. But I think the speed of those guys is going to neutralize that to a degree. Oh, very much so. The team speed is off the charts. is beyond next level. Yeah, no, it's beyond incredible. next level. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to Georgia Bulldogs by the numbers, and uh, make sure you go and subscribe to see uh, Brent's work. 
It's at UGASports.com, $99 a year. And I'm telling you, it is all – if you're a Georgia fan, the in-depth analysis you'll get about the University of Georgia Bulldogs from recruiting all the way through what just happened last weekend is there for you. Also, pro football focus. The college numbers are available. You can get those too. If you're looking for Brent, you can find him at Brent Rollins, Ph.D., because he is a doctor of football. <laughs> you can find me at Doug Cowart. And uh, we appreciate you spending time with us and listening to Bulldogs by the Numbers, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. See you, See you next week. All right, bud. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.